from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right, so speaking of uh, speaking of bangers, are we going to get one on Saturday between the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils? I think so. I think so, too. I think so, too. Unranked teams. It's funny, uh, at the Duke press room yesterday, Luke Dukaki, the News and Observer, Aaron Beard of the Associated Press, Brendan Marks, the Athletic, and I just kind of say, wait, When's the last time these two teams met up while they were unranked? And Marks looks at me like, are you being serious right now? It was two years ago. I'm like, dude, pandemic time doesn't count. I don't. I barely remember anything that happened in the pandemic. But yes, two years ago is the last time they met unranked. It's going to be unranked on, on Saturday. Dennis, can you hit the frequency where the people who work for the Associated Press, who I helped during the football season, can't hear what I'm about to say? Yeah, I got it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Where's this going? There isn't anything more worthless in this world than rankings for college basketball. I'm with you on that. Do you know why? They play what was a 64-team tournament. It is now a 68-team tournament. Yeah. No one, not a single person on this earth, remembers who was number one when the tournament began, when the season began. No one. So what a team is ranked in college basketball Mm -hmm. does not matter what's more worthless your current net or your ap ranking haha you were on the you you're these people are very similar they're very similar uh-huh. okay you're you're getting into the Venn diagram now uh-huh what happened last night uh, i, I cuz the people who don't like the net right now are clemson and wake forest oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. And, listen, we'll get we'll get to wake in a listen, second listen i'm not going to defend the net or cuz we don't know the true formula. That's my for and the that record. Is, and that for is the if record. anybody wants to bang on what it is, there you go. You that's that's perfectly acceptable. That is the that for the record. My only but issue with net is that what no, I no, don't no. know what it is. Okay, well that's fine. So that's that's my only beef with the net and There's, the way people obsess over but it. But what I see on the the Twitters on okay. a daily basis okay. is I don't understand. Clemson beat Team X, Y, and Z, and yet yesterday they dropped 25 points, and they're behind Team X, Y, and Z. What happened last night? Clemson lost on the road to Boston College. So maybe, maybe, I don't know, guys, maybe the computer knows more than the human. I I don't know. Or maybe that's just college basketball. Maybe that's just college basketball where top teams can lose. Are they a top team? Are well, they going to make the tournament? Is well, Clemson no. going to make the tournament? I think what Clemson is. What Clemson, there are no Clemson basketball fans, right, but so I we would can love to trigger them right, right now right, because right, right. I, I'm not sure they're going to get in. So here's the, th- here's the thing about Clemson. They have terrible losses. They do have terrible losses. But they also don't have losses to like other good teams, so to speak. So they got like these quad four losses, but they also haven't lost to any of these Q1 games either. So there's, Have they, they played? Any they, haven't, they haven't really played a lot of them. But yes, it's entirely possible that Clemson can go from being atop the league to end January and hosting an NIT game at the end of the season. We've seen it's it happen before. We've seen it happen before. We've seen it happen before. So, yeah, you're going to lose a game where you don't make 17 shots in a row. They missed 17 shots in a row last night. You're going to lose games. Heck, you mentioned Wake Forest and the reason why some 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 Wake Forest fans are upset about the net ranking and everything else. Wake Forest is easier to understand. They finally hit the meaty portion of their schedule, and there's no shame in losing the games that they've lost to. I think that includes Virginia, 
obviously NC State uh, this past weekend, and then a tough one against Duke last night. And they were still within two points of the game with a last-second three there by, I think it was Appleby at the end of the game. Their key guys weren't making shots. I mean, basketball ain't hard sometimes. Gotta make shots. What people don't understand about when you involve a computer is it's a book, and it's the book of the season. It's not just the teams that you beat. It's all of the games that they played and what their opponents' opponents have done. So, yes, on a daily basis, when you add hundreds of points of data for yeah. hundreds of teams, mm-hmm. guess what? You have wide variations. Mm-hmm. So all of the complaining about we won and we we fell. Last night they lost to a bad Boston College team on the road, mm-hmm. and they only fell two spots in the net. So please, Clemson fans, stop your whinging. All five of you. Yeah, both of you. Clemson basketball fans. Yes. All five of you. Yes. Because I know they're very busy today at Name, Image, and Likeness Day at uh, Clemson because Dabo says now it's time. And they were doing this, of course, in the Clemson, if I get this right, the Clemson Athletic Branding. See, they don't like it when I say that. The Clemson Branding Clemson. Athletic Institute. Mm-hmm. They, they tweeted a picture. They were so proud of themselves today. I'm like, uh. Yeah, Alabama. Uh, a meeting room? Yeah, Alabama <laughs> unveiled one a couple of weeks ago, too. Some, like, business center. It's essentially one of those, uh, what's the it, name? It, of, it, what, what's the name of the office places? Like, like f- they got them in North Hills, right? No, but it looks like a Fairfield-in lobby no, 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 is no, what it is. No, what it looks Maybe like it to is. me, it looks like to me, I forgot the, the name of the companies where uh, the remote office sites, like, you don't actually have an office, but if you need to rent oh, an office. WeWork, the scam that is WeWork. Well, they weren't the only ones, but yeah, that's basically what it yeah. is, WeWork, right? Like, these weird communal office spaces. Is that what it looks like to me? That's what it looks like to me. But yeah, they're like these NIL rooms. Nah, it's a it's a conference room where you can bring in speakers uh, to talk about brands. Like it's that. the Clemson Sorry. Athletic Branding Institute. Yeah, and shout out to Dabo Swinney on signing day, whichever what signing day number five or whatever this is, uh, where he talked about not a single one of these guys came to Clemson for name, image, and likeness. No. But please give to our name, image, and likeness collectives because we don't want anybody to leave mm. because of name, image, and likeness. So good, man. So good. So I, we, how do you tie this all together? You're wondering, man, Ovi's and Jillia were on some weird tangents. No, we're not. We're tying all this together. It's all in how you want to present things, okay? And that's how it is with college basketball right now. I brought up rankings. You're like, what do rankings matter? It's well, how you want to present it. For TV purposes, showing an AP Top 25 is f- easy for people to understand. You literally have a it's tournament. That's people, the difference between easy. college basketball and college football. Again, they never settled anything on the field in college football for you. the longest time. No, I don't disagree In college with you. basketball, they had a tournament yeah, and have, have I get had that. a tournament. I get that. But for television purposes, for the audience to understand the relative good or badness of a team, Putting a number next to you is easy to do. And last time I checked, ESPN's not throwing up a net number on there because then they have to go through the process of explaining net, and I don't think anybody wants to do that. They're not going to put Ken Palm numbers up there. It's like when you watch NBC Sunday Night Football and they put those, you, you talk PFF Fugazi. Grades. You talk Fugazi. You love that word. I'll tell you Fugazi. Some offensive lineman's PFF score. What? Anyway. So people like numbers. That's how they gauge how good or bad something is, which then gets us to Duke and Carolina and whether or not these teams are good or bad. I don't think it matters. In fact, I don't think a lot of what happens on Saturday matters because here's the thing. As I'm watching Duke last night, for the record, I like this Duke team. This Duke team has a level of fight that last year's Duke team did not have. Last year's Duke team might be more talented because of Paolo Bancaro and the crew, 
But what did I figure out real quick with that Duke squad last season? Front runners. You call it sunny day? They really enjoyed dunking on you. We saw it at Wake Forest, and I'm like, man, when the going's good, y'all love it. You're hamming for the camera. Mark Williams was doing the on-top thing all the time. But when the going got tough, they didn't know what to do. This team does. They ain't pretty. They go through scoring droughts. But, man, they fight. They will fight. And that's going to be interesting to see against Carolina in that Armando Baycott will probably face the toughest interior defense he'll see in the ACC. Okay? So that relies on Caleb Love to have what he's had in these games, which are big nights from three. Or R.J. Davis, and depending on how his black eye is, big nights, drawing fouls, hitting shots, etc. Or some other player that maybe you haven't thought of stepping up. So that's kind of how I see this game playing out. But when I say it doesn't matter, all right, so let's say Duke wins. Then what? Then what? What happens? Carolina's got, like, immunity, you know? It's like, oh, cool. But this season, yeah, I, I understand your because, larger cause, point cause about there's the rivalry, no, There's but... nobody, because here's the thing, there's nobody on that Duke squad. Jeremy Roach, right? But there's no, what's, and this is tough to articulate, I'll admit. What is this team's connection to last year? The Duke team. What happened at Cameron Indoor Stadium or in the final four? Oh, they go, what, Blakes and, and Roach. That's it. That's it. And you got the coaching staff, but as we've discussed, John Shire is here for John Shire. What happened last year, that was Coach K's farewell tour. He had his instances where he filled in, but he really starts his career now in his chapter in the rivalry, which was not a part of sure. last year. So the stakes for Duke are a little bit different. Well, we we have assigned a finality to last year's wins. Yes, right? we have. That simply has not been what the norm is in the triangle. You want to go back to when NC State ran the league. You want to go back to Everett Case. Oh, it must be, it's over. They got the best coach. Well, then <laughs> right. here comes this guy named – then Vic Bubis goes to Duke. Oh, what's Carolina – oh, they got Dean Smith. 82, Dean Smith, final, uh, seven, go to 74. State mm-hmm. wins it. Oh, my God, they got David Thompson. This is the best team ever. Well, Phil Ford decides to go to Carolina. All of a sudden, back to Carolina. Carolina wins their first title in 82. What happens the very next year? NC State wins. Duke wins 91-92. What happens the very next year? Carolina wins. Carolina makes this crazy Final Four run in 00. What happens the very next year? Duke wins the title. So these teams have a tendency, 15, Duke wins, very next year, Carolina goes to the final. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we forget the back and forth because, well, quite frankly, NC State has decided not to hold up its end of the bargain. No. But there, there's always a push and pull to the universe. Look, and I think that's what it, that's what matters. Can Like I told you, said to you yesterday, this is a new chapter. This is. is the new beginning. This is it Shire is. versus Davis. So how will it begin? I don't know. But I am curious to see how it plays out. I'll be I'll be watching. I'll be there. You mentioned NC State. I'll throw Wake Forest into this. As these games have been good, the big four the games have been good. That's the thing. Uh, at at one point this season, I was kind of wondering, man, this is going to be a slog of a basketball season. But you know, it's actually played through, and we can debate the talent levels and the NCAA tournament chances of any of these teams. Credit when credits due, man. When any of the big four teams have played, we've gotten some entertainment. We've gotten some drama. That's all I ask for. So shout out to the big four, man. It's been an entertaining basketball season within that group. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. 
multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. So I was, a, I was a Cameron Indoor Stadium last night for the Duke-Wake Forest game. But, you know, you got Twitter up, and you're kind of keeping an eye on things. And shout out to Brandon. He was one of our Canes correspondents last playoff series. Uh, you know, we had our guy Graham Hill, who now works here at 99.9 The Fan. And, and Brandon also came on as one of our Canes correspondents, who I, be- I believe we're bringing that back this upcoming round of playoffs so be on the lookout for that and brandon's tweeting through it man he's like why is it that every time i spend 200 dollars to come to a canes game they that's the night they decide to not play well right it's like 4-1 and of course i'm like oh okay it's yeah, one of second those, period was... it's one of those nights right Oof. look man scheduled loss right there's, there's just some things where they eh, you, you lose it's a long regular season you move on but, you know, that's antiquated thinking. That's not thinking the way the Carolina Hurricanes think, who do not quit, <laughs> ever. And they came back and won that game in overtime. If it's not Marty Natchez being on one, last night it was Sebastian Ajo being on one. And I quickly tweeted at Brandon uh, as, they, as they tied the game. I say, will you shut up now about all the money you spent on this game? You should be highly entertained based on what you're seeing right now. It's like, fine, 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 fine. That's the Hurricanes, man. Marty Nature said it on Friday night uh, when they beat the San Jose Sharks after the Sharks had scored an empty net goal. One of the one of the rare moments where a team that scores an empty net or late in a game manages to lose a game in the end. And Marty Nature says, don't go home, man. Don't leave early. And the Canes did it again last night. Here's Adam Gold, Canes Corner Podcast, brought to you by the Aluminum Company. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. All right, boys and girls, I have two minutes for an attitude adjustment. We didn't get the chance to have this little chat after the Canes did San Jose dirty on Friday. Martin Natchez scored with Carolina's net empty. Then, 55 seconds into extra time, they stole two points. That was amazing. I laughed through the entire aftermath. Well, if you thought that was funny, this'll kill you. The Hurricanes surrendered four goals in the second period and were seemingly boarding a plane to Buffalo down 4-1, heading to the third, somebody that you know might have actually tweeted out about going to the next game already. I don't know who that was. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. Paul Stasny started at three and a half minutes into the third. Shot from step on the rebound, they score! Paul Stasny! Six minutes later, the captain redirected a Brett Pesci drive past Phoenix Copley to make it a one-goal game. Now back for Pesci. He's got room to work. He'll risk one. He'll score! Deflected out in front. And of course, it's the captain, George.
Morgenstall. Then on Carolina's first power play of the night, Tavo Teravainen ripped one through. That drew the game level with seven and a half left. Svechnikov back to Teravainen. This time he shoots and scores! And hang on to the roof! Carolina has tied it at four! Heck, the Canes had a few great looks at avoiding overtime. And they nearly ended it really fast a few times in the OT. But with inside of a minute left, Sebastian Molten Lava Ajo called game. Natchez takes a look, gets it to Burns. Five straight games with a goal. Eight in that span for Ajo. Canes have won six straight. They lead the Metro by six. What's in store in Buffalo tonight? Anybody's guess. That's Adam Gold. That's two minutes. Maybe the Carolina Hurricanes are just bored with the regular season and they're finding ways to work the game, you know? Either that or they just keep playing. It's like your kids in Minecraft. They get bored with the normal game so they start figuring out ways to hack it like ah, i'm gonna build a redstone thing that allows me to play doom on minecraft why not i'm kind of bored with the game right now maybe that's what the hurricanes are doing in the regular season just finding new ways to up the ante right like you and tech mobile you've tried to win a super bowl with one of the worst teams in tech mobile right you got bored with the game so you try something new maybe that's what they're doing i don't know and hey, let's spot you for one see if we come back from that i mean we just did it the other night Four two. I was gonna say another bad period. Yeah, is what is kind of, you know. Well, you know what Rod Brindamore is gonna be. It's the process, man. Yes, it's the process. But but the process. How does, how does the process work so well in that last period that now however however many games are points and eight is it eight straight yeah. games that got points? They've yeah. I was gonna say second they, best record in they, the NHL now. They haven't dropped. They haven't dropped a point in the like the last nine or ten games or whatever it is. You don't um, on top of the six game winning. You don't streak. want me to say who they remind me of. Who do they remind you of? Remind me of the Panthers from last no. year. No, the Florida Panthers. Joe, why would you do that? Because last year the Florida Panthers were, were were winning all these games and they were rallying. Here's and... the difference between the two, though. I think this has been a consistent. What? Yeah, stop that. Yeah, they were the one. I'll say this about for all the excitement that the Carolina Hurricanes are giving you, and the fact that what they did last night in combination with what they did with Friday night. I got home late last night, turned on SportsCenter at 11 o'clock whenever the Kentucky game wrapped up. And what the Canes did was actually one of the top stories on SportsCenter. I was like, oh, look, is the, they're actually going to give prime time to the Hurricanes in the first block of SportsCenter? Damn, they must have done something crazy, which they did. The players might... The the players they, they bring in might change over the last four to five years, but the core group is still there, like Sebastian Ajo, obviously, Marty Natchez, et cetera, right? This has been a consistent thing that they've done since Rod Brindamore has taken over. It's that process that you, you like to bring up. This is not the first time they've had some wild up, ups and downs in the course of a game. I'm not saying this is normal. Clearly it's not because they're doing some things the last couple of days that go into the into ESPN stats and information overdrive. I'm simply saying that the Hurricanes have a consistency under Rod Burnamore that they can overcome bad periods and still find ways to win. If I hear Adam talking about they stole another two points again, I'm like, that's what they do. They steal points. Sometimes you have to steal points in order to have the kind of record they do uh, and kind of distance themselves against the New Jersey Devils. But this is where I become the party pooper with the Carolina Hurricanes. What they do in the regular season is absolutely incredible, and it's been crystallized this season. They bring in new guys, and they can still keep this machine going. They are an efficient, successful team. 
They are a analytics darling again. This is not a new concept for the Carolina Hurricanes. We shouldn't be in astonishment of how they're analytics darlings. But that's not what it's about, man. The regular season sets you up for what you're going to do in the postseason. Home court, home ice advantage and everything else. The question for the Canes is, can Sebastian Ajo do this at another level in the postseason, which has been a little bit inconsistent? Can Andrei Svechnikov take it to another level? Will the Marty? You talk about the Panthers being hot and going away. My, my concern would be, hey, Marty Natchez. Will this continue to be the thing all the way through the postseason? Are you going to step up and be that dude? Yeah, Yeah, as I mentioned with Ajo. So the the concern that I have is without Max Pacioretty, who was brought in to be that guy, and I'm going to sound real knuckle-draggy meatball sports talk radio host here, to be a dude, which has been the problem for the Carolina Hurricanes in the postseason, I still think, despite all the wonders of the regular season, they should get a rental. They should bring in somebody who can help close the deal in the window that they're in right now because this team might be up for a massive shakeup in the next year or two. So that's just that's my only concern with the Carolina Hurricanes going forward. I get your point about the Panthers. I'm more concerned about will the dude step up. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com.